Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven runs in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Will the Texans pass on Stroud at two? How far will Jalen Carter fall? Who will the Seahawks draft that will shock the world? Do any prospects actually love football? All these questions and more will be answered this Thursday evening. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Lubby Smith truther of the podcast. Man sure did bring some dogs to champagne. And joining me as always is AJ. Stop comparing single high safeties to Earl and box safeties to Cam. Marchese. They're just the prototypes, baby. What can I say? Today, we'll be breaking down our top safeties in the 2023 NFL Draft. That's it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna, gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Well, AJ, we did it. We got to the final position episode. Oh, I mean, it's weird that we're all done, but I'm, I'm also happy we are. And we end on the uh, not-so-strongest position in the class, the safeties. I don't mind this group. I don't mind it. Like, uh, I don't know. I There's not a lot of big dogs, obviously. Um, but I think there's, like, a decent amount of top 100 grades, at least for me personally. Yeah, I had a ton of kind of third round grades. Me um, too. I found that I found that the like fourth round wasn't super strong, and then I had like a bunch of fifth, sixth, seventh. Yeah, I'm very much in the same boat where I have I have a ton of thirds. I have zero second round grades for that matter. Um, a couple fourths, same. and then a, a bunch of fifths and sixth. Um. Overall, I thought it was like a pretty fun class, despite it kind of lacking. Yeah, those first and second round guys. Um, 
I thought there was a far more nickels or or overhangs slash hold defenders than like actual true safeties kind of yeah. in this top group. Um which was fun, but it, it's hard when so many teams are looking for like those two deep true two deep safeties. Um and I feel like that's part of what's pushed this group down this year. Yeah, that's a good that's a good take. No, I, I agree with you. Um then we got some like not so many true box, but kind of a couple tweener types. Um, you know, we have Marte Mapu, who could... We have him in our safety rankings, but uh, a lot of teams could view him as a linebacker, but we, we kept him here. Um, like, undersized guys. It's... Again, like, I, I don't have any seconds, but it's it's pretty full. Like, I think I got um, eight uh, date, like third-round grades. I have eight as well. It's funny. And then, like, a couple fours um, and a borderline. Yeah. I also kind of found it interesting that some of the guys with better tape didn't test as well. And yeah. then some of the guys whose tape was maybe <laughs> lagging slightly behind tested really well. And it kind of made it harder to stack this class. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, there's, there's quite a few that look better. Like, I mean... First and foremost, I, I think clearly the top safety in this class is Brian Branch, and his, like his his testing doesn't match his speed in terms of I think he looks like a great athlete on the field, um, and his testing was mm. and there's some late round guys that had some really interesting numbers um, pro day and combine wise that don't play up to the speed that they they, they ran or the, the you know the agility that they scored. Um, yeah, I totally agree. It's a, it's a really funky group. It's interesting. And the, a plus with the group, though, is so many of these guys have impressive special teams um, histories yep. that will help their case to get drafted because at bare minimum, you know they can contribute in that way. Yeah, it totally. Like, I have, like, top 100 grades. I don't know if a lot of these guys are going to turn into starting safeties, but a lot of guys, like you said, like, a lot of different flavors, a lot of types you like, but it's a lot of guys that you know are going to be high-level um, special teams contributors, and that also goes into day three, too. Overall, how many draftables did you end up with? I have like twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay, I, I think I'm right around there. I have, um, I think twenty-four. Yeah. And over the last five NFL drafts, there's been an average of um, nineteen point four drafted with 2021 having 21 and 2018 having 18 as the highs and lows. I think we'll we'll crack 20 this year. Yeah, I think so too. That's that's also like such a tight range. A lot of a lot of other positions you see kind of more of a variance, right? Yeah, big time, big time. Um All right, you want to get into it? Sure, let's do it. So, kind of like some of the other <laughs> positions yeah. uh where we've had one clear top dog, it's the same with this safety group. And I think that kind of speaks to this draft being a little bit weaker in terms of true first-round talents. Um, and with the safety group, I think it's pretty easy to say the highest floor, highest ceiling, and best bet titles all belong to Alabama's Brian Branch. Yeah, I 100% agree. And 
as opposed to the other groups where like okay well, i can make some arguments or like you know Bijan is just that damn good and the rest of the class is still really strong i i like there's i i can't even see an argument for any of those three superlatives from anyone in the rest of this class like really i i, I very much struggle to do that Yeah, I mean, if if you were to try and poke holes in Brian Branch, who I have a first-round grade on, I'm assuming you do as well. Mm-hmm, I do. Um, if you were trying to poke holes in him, I think it would be with just the fact that he's sub-200 and not the most explosive athlete testing-wise, but then you watch the tape and his IQ, his awareness uh, really show up. And it, it puts it. I think it. He played like you said. He plays so much faster than those numbers. He's such a sudden player. He's rarely out of position, um, thanks to his instincts, his eyes in zone, and his take on skills are immaculate. Like he is such a physical hitter. Um, he rarely misses tackles, and he just. His instincts don't just show up in zone coverage. They show up as a run defender or as mm-hmm. a, and as a blitzer. And, and like, he's a plug-and-play. Like, he, he predominantly plays nickel. You see him flex back to, to play some um, too deep. Uh, but predominantly plays nickel. And, and I think he's a day-one impact nickel um, and, and can be a weapon with the right defensive coordinator. Yeah, I, I'm very high on Brian Branch. It, like... Almost feels like he's getting underrated a little bit because I, I think all in all I know, like you said, the the two holes are he's not the biggest, and he didn't test the best, but I think all in all he's one of the safest players in this draft because I, I think you know what you're getting. Like I don't see I don't see the lack of athleticism from the numbers. Like he like I don't know he moves around the field so quickly. He's just like a very springy mover. He's got that great change of direction. Uh, the short area like explosion, honestly, um, and for a smaller guy like he he plays way stronger than he should. Like he brings force behind his pads, both uh, you know in the run and the pass. Um, and like you said, just a really really good um, run defender as well. Like you said, it's just like the um, the instincts and the ability that he, to use his quickness to kind of just work around blocks. And he's always maintaining leverage, and he's always just like in the right position to make tackles and. And then, yeah, you pair all that with his great... Like, he's got very good ball skills. He's just super instinctual that I, I think it's one of the... like he, I think he's a high-end prospect in this class. And in this class that doesn't have that many first-round grades, I, I fail to see why a team, um, you know, looks at him more of his, like, you know, late 20s, early 30s, as opposed to that type of guy you can take in the, you know, in the teens. But I guess that just speaks to the position... Um, the position and the lack that like he's not a freak, right? Yeah, um, I, I I'm with you in that he does feel like one of the safest players in the draft, um, just because of the kind of yeah the IQ, the instincts, the the way he can impact the game, both as a run defender in coverage, as a blitzer yeah. at, at the nickel. You get him with a like you get him with a defensive coordinator who's willing to utilize him as that kind of weapon. And I, I think you can unlock so much, but even if, if that's not the case, like he is such a good um, zone defender, mm-hmm. both, both kind of playing the flats uh, you, you like playing the hook to curl or like you see a man up too. And like, I think the size can be, 
maybe become a question when you talk about him maybe manning up a, a, on tight ends. Yeah. Or the the athleticism, a bit more of a question on slot receivers. But he's so sudden and his play strength is so good for his size that I, I think that's kind of more nitpicking than it is like an actual concern on tape. Um, I know things can be different, different once he gets to the NFL. Um, but like those concerns aren't really there on tape yet um plus he he's got very like he's very fluid hips he's Mm -hmm. very clean feet you mentioned the ball skills he's really good at disrupting the catch point despite being a bit smaller like he his instincts are there um he like he understands uh playing leverage um in coverage and he's just such a complete player and uh, hey even if you you if you draft him and you don't want to play nickel, like I, I think he's a more valuable player as a true nickel. But if you wanted to play him at safety, like you see that on tape too, and he's perfectly fine there. Yeah, I think I think similar to Mika Fitzpatrick, you just play him wherever you need him, right? And let him let him just work. And yeah, like you said, like it is very nitpicky if you say you know his size will probably give him troubles against the tight ends, and his um you know just his his testing numbers will probably give him troubles against wide receivers. But like I said, it doesn't show up. And in the right, you know, if you're scheming it right, you can just not have to worry about that also, right? Um, and, like, if you just have him play mainly zone, he's going to be just a just an absolute dynamic force, um, you know, under under the 10-yard the line. And, I mean, even above. Like, it's not like he's, he's poor in space or anything. Like, it really, the, the, the testing numbers don't show no. up. And the, and the lack of size doesn't show up either. It, it just doesn't. He's like kind of the perfect modern nickel, um, just with the again with the way he is such a force against the run, but can can hang with both slot receivers and 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 more move like F tight ends rather mm-hmm. than Y tight ends. But um, and it's it's kind of it all just to me comes back to the clear obvious football IQ and like the fact that he plays so much bigger than he is. Like he is a dog. Yeah, he is. And, I mean, when you're seeing the game fast, it's going to let you play fast, irregardless of how fast you can run 40 yards in a straight line, right? Like, it, it doesn't matter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Totally disagree. <laughs> you know John Ross? <laughs> yeah, familiar um, with how, how early? How early would you take him? I'd have no problem taking him top 20, especially in this class. I mean... Realistically, I'm I'm very hard on Brian Branch. I mean, I I have a top fifteen grade on him, so I'd be fine taking him in the, in anywhere in the teens or the you know low teens. Is eleven a teen? I guess not, but I consider it one. So there you go. Is is it kind of a similar situation with um, the way people are starting to talk about Bijan Robinson, where this class is so weak that it kind of negates the fact that taking a running back in the first round is silly when you know he is one of the clear 12, well, for Bijan, top five, and Bry Branch probably top 15 player in the class. Yeah, I think so, but I don't know. I, I, I still think, like, again, if you're playing him as a true nickel, that it's not like that isn't a valuable position. But, yeah, no, I, I, th- I think it does, um, especially when you stack him to the rest of this, this safety group, too. If you need what he does... Uh, no one else does it even remotely as close. You know what I mean? 
to as well that is yeah exactly exactly like i think it'd be so fun if he ended up on the eagles a team that kind of has an embarrassment of riches at the more important positions and has two first round picks so you can't even bang bang them for taking a player of less value just because the position like if he fell to them at 30 i think the rest of the league would be kicking themselves i think that'd be an absolute steal um i think that's ideal for both parties um he should absolutely go higher than that though um i don't know if he will he could definitely fall there i I see that to be very possible especially the way um he seems to be trending in mocks but i mean they don't know what they're talking about but but i can see that happening and that again i totally agree i think that whole league would be kicking themselves in the ass for it All right, we're done with the Brian Branch talk. We're getting into our backup superlatives now. Who's your highest floor safety in this class outside of Branch? I don't think anyone like even deserves to be in the conversation, but if we're going to pick, let's pick. Um, highest floor, I'm going to, you know what, I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm going to I'm gonna land on Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. I know he's like... You know, he's, he's a younger player. He's 6'2", 198, so that's a check-the-box on the size. Um, didn't test the greatest, but, um, you know, I, I think you, you watch him on the field, and he he, fl- he flips his hips and runs well for a guy that's 6'2". Um, um, very, very solid in run mm-hmm. support. Like, comes downhill with force. Um, has all the strength of, of an NFL safety. Um, sees, sees the run really well, like, triggers and comes down. And, like, I got a guy that's, like, willing to drop the hammer and uses that to, like, you know keep guys short of the line to gain and whatnot and i really appreciate that and just really really solid working through the garbage in the box and i, I like all of that in coverage though like you know he, he plays high he's like a straight legged guy um I, there's some sticky yep. transitions and there are some poor tackling like he's got flybys and stuff um like again i'm I, I don't know people are i'm not that high on him to be honest i think he's a third round safety and i think he's within like this whole tight tight group but i still i do think like you know a guy that's not 22 yet um has the size i think worst comes to worst you're getting a good box safety and and with a little bit more upside to it to it than that yeah i feel like the conversation around him um just it was a little too rich over the summer and people are looking to like kind of find the next star safety and he's, he's a very good football player but i'm with you have a third round grade on him um, I, I, I like your explanation there. Like he's going to be a useful box safety with the size. He's a physical player who, who has good take on skills. Yeah. Um, he, he plays a lot in that nickel, that big nickel role. Uh, and, and I don't even know if it's the best spot for him at the next level. Um, just, just because I think he can be a little stiff, not stiff. He's fluid, but I, I think he can struggle like foot speed. Yeah. Um, with, uh, faster uh, wide receivers and like quicker route runners, but at the same time, like I think he's got really good instincts of, uh, in the box. I think he his role, his ideal role at the next level would be kind of playing that two deep safety role, um, but also maybe flexing down to the box uh, in, 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 as like a dime linebacker at times or yeah. as a tight end stopper type, where you can use that size and that length um, because he is physical. But it, it's just there are some limitations there. But I, I, I like your your explanation as to why he'd be your highest floor. Yeah, and as to like, it's kind of hard to split a lot of these guys too. Again, it's it's a Brian Branch by far. Um, 
Interested to see who your selection would be, though. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Illinois safety Quan Martin. And a big reason why is I think that explosiveness that you saw in the testing uh, kind of heightens his floor on top of the fact that he is a guy who plays both nickel and single high. I think he's a better fit at nickel, but he did play both for Illinois. And I think he, well, a lot of these guys spent time playing these nickel roles. I think he is a true nickel at the next level. I think that's, that is where he'll be drafted to play. Um, and I think you see some of that explosion on tape when he's triggering downhill, like his click and close is really good. Uh, I, I think he's got solid take on skills. His, his hips are fluid enough. Um, while there can be false steps on tape, I think he has very good uh, foot speed and, and that's something that can be fixed kind of my biggest hold up with him is the ball skills can be a little inconsistent uh he can he can kind of struggle to disrupt the catch point but i i, I just think the combo of that explosiveness um the experience playing nickel and single high and the good mix of what he can do kind of playing um in, in uh, kind of as a flat defender and uh playing in the deep half i i think he'll he'll be a starter in the nfl i don't think it's like super high upside despite those athletic testing numbers but i think he he's got all the makeup of just an nfl starting nickel i totally agree i actually was gonna land on him for my uh highest ceiling after branch um which again is, is i just think he's so far above and yeah i'll point to the to the strengths that you pointed to like he has you know the ability to play as a real safety and as a as a nickel and yeah i think he's going to get that look as a nickel first and foremost um but you could also use him as a versatile weapon like similar to uh branch where i not to the same extent but in the same vein um i i do yeah like i think i think the hips are pretty fluid for for you know a guy that's like a pretty pretty like muscular frame i think he's like sl- like maybe slightly mm-hmm. undersized but like he's well put together and um, like I think he like he, he plays pretty physical. Um, both like you know, you sometimes you'll just see him throw guys to the ground as, as the ball carrier, but also like you'll see him like you know angle like furt routes to the boundary with physicality. I like that. I think pretty like smooth transitions and has enough long speed to, to carry the vertical route. And then like you said, like you, you, I think you see the explosive lower body come into play too. And um, like like you, when they let him blitz, he's pretty dynamic there too. Um, but yeah, like, like just isn't sharp at the catch point. Like, I think that's the big flaw. I agree with you. Um, where if he, if he can clean that up, he can, I think he can become pretty dynamic. Um, I don't like, like, again, I'm not, I'm not pumping the, the, the tires big, or I'm not, I'm not pumping up big time as like a huge upside player, but I think like as a guy that can be pretty versatile and, um, has the testing numbers and has, you know, the, the tape is good too. Um, I, I think I still like the upside there. Yeah, I, I, I think if he's going in the third round, like mm-hmm. you're getting a starting nickel, or if you're you're a team who views him as a safety, like I think he has the chops to just be a, a, a two deep type of safety. Yeah, me too. Um, just it's it's really it's really just kind of the ball skills that that give me a little bit of pause. But he kind of he has everything else I'm looking for in a uh, a starting caliber defensive back. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, and he was your highest ceiling? Yeah, I think I land on him for highest ceiling. 
Okay, I'll go with I'll go with his teammate in Canadian Sydney Brown. That that would be um, runner up to the runner just up. Be, <laughs> just because, uh, obviously, freak show athlete and a guy who's deployed as like a true box safety at Illinois. Mm-hmm. So, pro, wa- like watching the tape, it gives you some pause. Like, what's he gonna look like when he's not playing like basically an undersized linebacker? Well, then we saw him at the Senior Bowl, and he looked really good in one-on-one coverage. And I, obviously, that's not everything, but it's good to see him do that. Um, and he's just this little spark plug. Like, he's a bullet coming downhill. And he'll miss tackles because of it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I love that aggressive nature he plays with. And his athleticism shows up. Like, you you see he is twitchy. He is... Uh, like almost like a bowling ball coming down the field. Like he he he's kind of short and he's stocky. He's five ten to eleven, and I I I think with him, if he can kind of continue to develop in coverage, he's going to be a really fun chess piece in the right situation. Because at, at Illinois, they line him up again predominantly in the box, but like sometimes they use him as a tight end matchup player. Mm-hmm. He'd be playing a true linebacker role. He'll play too deep. You'll even see him flex out to corner sometimes. And I just think as we see more and more massive and athletic tight ends, we're going to have to find more and more physical, explosive tight end stoppers. And now he lacks the length, um, but... He, you saw him do it a little bit at Illinois. So I think, again, in the right system, it's like utilizing him by moving him around, playing him in the box, not, not putting him in situations where he's um, got to gotta like play man coverage on a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think he could be a really fun, explosive player with the right defensive coordinator. I do too, and I, I agree. I think the fit is very important for Sidney Brown. Uh, yeah, like I said, he, he'd be my runner-up to, to Martin. I think Martin and Brown would be the next two for high ceiling, and I point to the same things you do in terms of the, the athletic potential. Um, yeah, you love him in the box, though. Like, he's... You know, he's fearless filling. He's He's got the strength to shed blocks, too. Like, you'll see him throw around a tight end in the run game. That's always fun. And then... Like you said, Flash a little bit of the... I think Flash is the man ability on, on tape, like you said, the last one to match up on a tight end. And Flash it even more at the Senior Bowl, which, you know, maybe a grain of salt thing. But um, I do think at the catch point, though, like he's super physical. He'll he'll just play through the hands. I think he's got better ball skills than Martin does. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah. I think him and Martin are very close to, like, I, I'd flip a coin there between the two of them as runner-up. Um, but, yeah, just the only thing is, like, more missed tackles than, than you'd hope, and that... That gives me some some you know cause for concern and just over pursuing and that does just leads you know lends to his um, aggressive nature. Um, I do think his hips are a little t- tight. I know he's like a, he's a good athlete, but he's not the most fluid. He's like you said, a bowling ball that's going straight line, right? <laughs> like it's just like in the in the you know in the break in and out of the breaks, falling in man and stuff. It's just that can give me some concern too. But no, again, firmly in the third round for me as well. It's just a big group. All right, let's get let's get ourselves out of the third round. Let's get the value pick. Um, let's let's talk a guy you think's probably going in the fourth, fifth round of this safety group. Maybe you have a better grade on him than that. But who's your guy in this category? I think there's a lot of good choices here. I think there, there there's some decent value in this class. Um, I think that's a hard, that's a hard choice there because there's there's quite a few. Um, so I'll go like like you know I love Daniel Scott, but I'm gonna go with uh, Virginia Tech Shamari Connor. Who 
another guy went in, went and had a really I thought a pretty impressive senior bowl. Um, looked pretty damn good in coverage. He's six foot two oh two, so the size is checks out pretty solid. Um, tested well too, like uh, had a great vert, really solid three cone, and a guy that like big time core special teams ability. That's that's that check that box there. At the very worst, that's what you're getting. And I do think he's more of a fifth round pick here, um, but a guy that offers some versatility in the back end. Like he saw him playing that nickel, uh, like kind of like covering the nickel. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like he, he he's I find him like just to be a very fluid mover. Like in terms of like just. That foot speed is good. He just stays like really well balanced and like good enough feeling zone uh, enough enough quickness too to mirror in man coverage. I thought uh, pretty good feel there too. And like it, like he's pretty solid against the run um, and like uh, just enough juice to, to carry vertical routes when he has to. I will say though, like the missed tackles, another guy like they'll, they'll stack up even though like I feel like he's got a pretty good tackle radius and everything. And another guy with a, with his back to the ball can kind of struggle to find it and will get a little grabby at the top of the route. But for, for a guy in the fifth round, I think there's potential to be a starter there. And at the very worst, I think he can turn into like a, a really, really solid special teamer for you. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like in this class in the fourth round, you need to take a guy who's going to impact on – or fourth or fifth round. Yeah. You're going to need to take a guy who's impactful on special teams or, and also brings that – versatility like i think shimari connor's best spot might be at nickel but he's a guy who who was playing too deep and single high at law tech and then you mentioned yeah he had a really good senior bowl week too he's a very experienced player for law tech yeah both on special teams and as a as a key piece to that defense um yeah i've got him in the fifth round that's a good pick uh i'm getting good with a guy i think i'm higher on than consensus a guy who I, I will claim is one of my guys for a while, and that's LSU's Jay Ward. Yeah, that's a good pick, too. Ward is one of my favorite players in this class because not only was he like a true starting nickel for this LSU secondary, but a guy who, who had to play corner for them when they needed it in the bowl game. A guy who was playing back there at, at safety when asked to. He he's been he's he's been called the glue of their defense. A guy who also contributes on special teams. Um, two blocked field goals in his career. And a guy who's a three-year starter for LSU. And the things that really stood out with for me with him were the physicality mm-hmm. um, triggering downhill, the, despite being kind of a slender build, 6'1", 188. Um, really sticks his nose in it. Uh, I thought he had really good instincts and eyes in his own coverage, really fluid hips. Um, and I, I just think he, he's a guy who has the potential to be a starter in the NFL, but at bare minimum, he is a perfect uh, depth piece because of the versatility to play mm-hmm. all over the secondary and contribute on special teams. Yeah, with with him being a slightly undersized, I'm not sure where his like exact home will be, but I, I think you go to the to the first tell. Him and Connor like they kind of graded out the same for me in the early fifth, so I, that's a great pick. Um, I think when you first throw in Ward, what you love most is how hard he plays. Just hair on fire guy, um, no hesitation in run support, um, like pretty pretty darn good tackler too. And and when asked to blitz, a pretty darn good blitzer too. Um, and for a guy who is a you know long and lean. I think pretty good play strength too. Um, but yeah, I, I like Jay Ward. That's a really good pick. It also feels like you know, kind of the forgotten guy at LSU. Even though he played a lot of ball there, um, 
No, I, that's a that's a good pick. I I agree with you on uh, on Jay Ward. I feel like every year, um, because just the safety position is a position that is t- I I think it's tougher to scout because so many safeties are playing so far off the ball mm-hmm. uh, in college football, and it's it's obvious when there's a great talent, but it's less obvious I, I think when there's just like a clear very solid future NFL starter and that's why I think you find so many safeties on day three um, and, and to me Jay Ward's got the makeup of one of those guys uh, I, I would absolutely bang the table for him in the fourth round yeah I, I, again I'm a, I got him really fifth with just like neck and neck with Con- Connor actually but no I, I think especially in this class like, I'd be comfortable taking him in the fourth uh, both of them honestly yeah I, I, well, that's a good pick all right Who's your sleeper in this group? Maybe sixth, seventh ish round. Who who you just really like, or even it doesn't even have to be draftable at this point. <laughs> just a guy you really like in this class. There's like I feel like there's not a lot of guys in that realm, unless I'm gonna like steal one of your guys, and I, I don't know. Um, I feel like like the strength like there's there's guys are like in the fifth, but then once you get after that, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. Um, you give me yours because I don't want to steal your guy if you're going there, but I'm higher. Um, who were you, you thinking? I've never mentioned this man to you before, so okay, I don't good. think you would have stole him. Good. I, I, I'm going with... Uh, I put two names down. I'll go with the guy I have rated a little lower. He's less of a brand name, and that's Rutgers Christian Izian. Yeah. it's a good one. He, to me, is just such a fun watch. Like, he's kind of this little like spark plug he, he's short he's muscly he's firing downhill he's lining up at linebacker he's in the box he's got really good instincts as a run defender um and another guy who's got a ton of special teams experience uh he blocked a punt this year and like i guess ultimately ultimately is like i don't think he's ever going to be an nfl starter but if i'm taking him in the seventh round i just want a high instincts mm-hmm. guy who loves football who can contribute on special teams and just brings it with his attitude and he checks all those boxes for me um in, in another life he's a 6'1 250 pound all big 10 linebacker you know okay well in that spirit i'm going to stick in the big 10 i'm going to go with uh, minnesota's jordan howden who um pretty well built six foot two or three solid build there tested really well uh around a four four eight uh, jumped well in a really good three cone. I don't think you quite see that um, that a- the athleticism on the tape, but I think it's just like a really solid player. Like, like played a lot for Minnesota. Uh, you see that? I think you see the change of direction show up, and just always felt like just in the right place, like pretty st- stay at home safe safety um, that isn't going to like just stray and go do silly stuff. And you know can can read the play pretty well. Um, they can diagnose some route combinations pretty well. Solid instincts overall. Um, and then, yeah, when you pair that with a solid, like a solid player with good instincts, with some like athletic upside, that's an interesting guy if you're like looking in the sixth round. Yeah, no, that's a good pick. Um, there's a couple safeties like that where they they just feel like they're sixth, seventh, even priority free agents, but they're just mm-hmm. going to be on NFL rosters for a while. It, it kind of lends to what you were saying about how like when you get deeper into the group, it's it's hard to. Um, like there's gonna be like NFL starters in this like in this grouping that just it's harder to evaluate them. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, deep sleeper. Definitely a guy you think's going on drafted, but that you absolutely love for some reason. I don't really have any. Do, do you have a good one? Damn. I don't have one. I got like 10. Really? Okay, go. Go. Give me your top one. My my number one is Memphis Memphis's Quindell Johnson. A good one. I see some like like I've seen some people like people like in on him though. That's a good one. He but like he wasn't invited to the combine. No. I think he was at the PA Bowl. Um, and just another guy who who really good tackler uses his length well there. Um, always triggering downhill. Feel like he's always flying to the football. Good instincts. Uh, I I have a a six seventh on him, and I would absolutely draft him. Um, but I, you're right; there has been some like murmurs that he he's viewed a little higher than it's been talked about. Yeah, like I think like like even like you could flip Izzy and him. Um, I don't know. There's like no like I don't know like there's no guys I really love. Um, that's like a UDFA. Like I think like like Tyree uh, Jones uh, from Boise State is pretty interesting, but like he might. Get drafted, but older prospect. Go ahead. Sorry, what are you gonna say? What about NC State's Tanner Engel? You, if you he, he's so fun, but he's tiny. You love all uh, all NC State players. Um, Jerick Reed from New Mexico. It's pretty interesting too. I think those are the two I'd throw in. No one I'm gonna pound the table for though. Like really, honestly. Damn. Damn, not even, what's his name, Ty Okada from Montana State? <laughs> no, okay, yeah, I'll pound the table for Okada. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's let's do our wild card. I feel like the whole class is a wild card, because honestly, I have no idea after Brian Branch who will be the, like, the next three safeties off the board, or how many of these safeties actually go on day two. Yeah, it's like like the whole class is a wild card, but but also like none of them are because it's like not that interesting. I don't know. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, Boise State HGL Skinner, who is six four two oh nine. We don't have any testing on him because he uh, had a pec injury, but like I mean I'm I'm I do have a top one hundred grade on Skinner. Uh, I know you were a super fan in the in the summer. Um, that hype never really followed, but still a really interesting guy, and I'm I'm not quite sure where he end up you know, landing in the NFL. Yeah, he's he's an interesting one because I, I'm i actually a little lower on him than I thought I was going to be. Um, I think he's just a very specific type of player. And then you get the injury, you don't have the mm-hmm. testing. He had a good senior bowl week, but uh, I do worry like he's a little like he's tall, he's lean, he's a little stiff. Yeah. His lower half is just very like wiry. Very thin. Um, yeah. You see him pl- Yeah, you see him bring it that like he's an aggressive player and you'll see him like blow some ball carriers up. Um but yeah, I do worry about like what's his ceiling uh with kind of his hips being so tight and like not totally knowing how athletic he is like i i don't know how rangy he's going to be um we're we're playing him as a two deep safety like what are we getting there or is he going to be a whole defender like where are we playing him i'm just worried it's just less clear to me with him mm-hmm. than some of these other guys yeah and i think that's a part of what makes him a wild card i i, I don't disagree with you it's also like 
Like, he offers some versatility, but he also, you're not sure exactly where he's going to play. I, I don't disagree. Um, I think, like, I'm a, I'll be a little bit higher on him in terms of, like, his range. I think, like, the long striding kind of lets him open up a bit to kind of flash some solid speed, some some pretty good range. Um, and then, like, with that length, like, some pretty darn good tackle radius, um, but some really sloppy tackling at times. Um, so I think, like, yeah, I think you're mm-hmm. going to, like, a, a guy that you're going to, you know, just play more underneath – let him just eat up a bunch of space in zone because I think he's pretty damn good in, in zone. Um, reads, reads the eyes pretty well. Like, I think, like, I don't know. More of like a robber type maybe. But, yeah, I, I think that's kind of what makes him a wild card and throwing the injuries with him too. Do you think he'll end up going in the top 100 or on day two? I don't know. I don't know. But, like, that, I do have him as a top 100 grade. I, I, I'm a fan of him. I think he's, like, firmly in that – third round uh, mixture with a bunch of these safeties. But I would not be surprised if he, if he slips into the fourth. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, if I had to tell you which of these safeties, like, who of these safeties will go day two, I, I, there's like two or three guys I'm pretty confident will. But there's a couple other guys who I'm like, there he could go in the second round or he could go in the fourth round. Yeah. I just don't know because... Because there's so many f- factors that play with size, athletic testing, like inconsistent tape. Like, how does the NFL view them? What position? Is that? Some of these guys play very different positions. It's just, it's a tough group. It is. It really is. Um, who, who would you line up for wild card? I'm going to go for my wild card with one of my favorite players, um, George's Christopher Smith. It's a good one. Who. Is 5'11", 192 pounds, didn't test very well, mm-hmm. has some of the most fun tape, just the way he puts his body on the line. Yeah. I, I think he might run the alley with more physicality than almost anybody in this class. Yep. Uh, he plays much bigger than he is, and he plays much faster than he tested. He's a very sudden player. He, to me, with those instincts and, and those take-on skills and that physicality, good feet, too. Uh, he's a guy who I think will probably end up being a fourth round pick, but an NFL starter. Like that just, to me, he has all the makeup of a player who gets underdrafted because the testing and the size, but the, the, this position, especially, I feel like IQ and instincts are more important than, um, kind of size or elite athleticism. Uh, just to be a baseline NFL starter, and I think he's he's got the that in spades, and and, and so I would be banging the table for him. Uh, I have a third round grade on him, but I'd be banging the table for him if he's there on in the fourth round. Yeah, I, I have like a late third, early fourth, like the 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 really really poor athletic testing. You know, probably moves him down slightly for me. Uh, but I agree with you. If he's in the fourth, give him to me because I I agree. Like the the instincts are high level. Uh, and like, I just like, he's super fast diagnosing and triggering down versus the run. And like you said, just fearless running the alley and will throw his body <laughs> with the best of them. And, but like, I, I think like when you watch him, I think he moves better than the testing suggests. Like he, he flashes some pretty solid range. His feet are quick. And I think the hips are like pretty smooth. I, so like, I, if, if the testing like does him in with a size, like, like, would you be shocked if he ends up like in the fifth, sixth round? No, definitely not. I wouldn't be. And I think something else that works against him too is where you see a lot of these guys get deployed in multiple spots. Yeah. Like 
he is predominantly just truly a two deep safety and isn't going to really line up anywhere else. Yeah, no, that's true. And I, I do think like, you know, the lack of length will show up to him with him. And like, sometimes you'll just see him kind of fall off tackles. Um, and like just bigger backs can kind of break those, but no, I agree. Like, I, I think borderline top 100 in this class, that probably means I will take him in the top 100. Um, and if he's in the fourth round, give him to me because I agree with you. Like this, that's a position that those things matter more than the athleticism most of the time, right? Yeah, uh, like he's a player who I would be so because I'm such a fan of him. I'd be so happy if he ended up on the Buffalo Bills. That's a good fit. Yeah, that's a great fit. Like the the Jordan Poyer future plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a great fit. I like that. Okay, so Brian Branch is the clear, obvious best bet, and I feel like because this class is so just wild cardy, there is no clear number two best bet because each one of these guys almost has something to that raises a red flag. Yeah. So I I think it's kind of hard to pick your best bet. But AJ, I'm making you do it anyway. Okay, to give a different name, um, and a guy that you know that has some stuff that makes you you question. Uh, but I think I think just pound for pound, I think I'll go with Jair Brown from Penn State. Um, for a guy that we haven't mentioned yet, AJ. Yeah, that is that is who I picked. Yeah, man. I like. I know. I know Brown was pretty disappointing with the testing numbers. That four six five is scary, and he, he really didn't hit any great numbers. But you throw on the tape. I just think this is a safe dude. I know that, like the upside might not be super high, but like, like a guy that's going to come downhill with bad intentions, mm-hmm. um, you know, trigger downhill quick, play his ass off every single snap, uh, bring a load with it behind every tackle, um, and like, like I think the hustle, like you know, some guys you'll see like not not take plays off, but like some you know the receivers are still running with the ball and like not. Do that big old. He's coming down every, every yak opportunity is is no opportunity because he's he's trying to get his ass there as fast as he can. And I think he's got that you know the good enough eyes there. Um, can, you know, throw some versatility too. I think he can play in the box or, or too high. Uh, played played actually quite a bit of single high for Penn State. Um, I think he's got enough yep. enough to man up on tight ends too. And another guy very willing to run the alley. Takes good angles. Uh, pretty solid hips. And he's got the ball production. He's got ten picks in the last two seasons. Um, that being said, like there are there are quite a bit of, of, of you know holes in this game. Like, like I think I think the Ohio State game, you saw CJ Stroud kind of moving him around with his eyes quite a bit. Um, can't do an S two cognition test, but can move Jerry Brown around it with with with, with ease. Um, I think he'll kind of like get narrowed. Like he's got a bit of tunnel vision though. Like he doesn't have that full field view at times. That worries about me, and he's going to come down too hot and like kind of like leave his feet early, drop his head, and, and miss tackles that way. You know, the athleticism, you you see it. Like, he's not that super fluid athlete or anything. But, like, you're not going to ask him to man up consistently. But I think he can do it. And um, I don't know. I think there's still, like, he just feels like a guy that can come in and start for a while. Like, just a solid starting safety. Never going to wow you with anything. But for what you're going to ask him to do, he's going to do it well, I think. The fact that uh, you probably said everything Thing you just said about Jair Brown about Jaquan Brisker last year is uh, pretty yeah. astounding. Uh, the pair of them both played at Lack- Lackawanna College in, in, at Juco together. Both end up at Penn State, and I think, yeah, Jair Brown's this year's Jaquan Brisker, where 
he's not kind of amazing at anything, but mm-hmm. he's really good at everything and just flies to the football. Um, he he's always he, he he's always willing to stick his nose in. Like he'll take an offensive lineman. He has some like mf'er to him. Yeah. Uh, and and the fact that like Penn State, Penn State used him as a fixer in, in that they they deployed him in spots that were not best for him, but Penn State didn't have anyone else who could do it. And and that's like kind of what you said about him having to play. He played so much single high at Penn State, and he is not a single high safety. No. Um, he didn't look that bad doing it. But, but exactly, because he plays faster than he tested, uh, because he's a smart football player. I thought he, he showed way better range and instincts in coverage just because he's a half step faster uh, than everybody else at times. Um, and that kind of makes up for those athletic deficiencies. Uh, and then, yeah, coming downhill, he triggers. He, he has... He'll miss some tackles, but he when it, when he gets his head up, like his takeoff skills are really good. Yeah. Um, I just think he's a starting NFL strong safety. Like, he, and I think he's he's a safe player in this class too. Like, he's going to play ten years in the NFL and like probably never be a Pro Bowl guy or anything, but the type of guy who who earns that second contract. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And I, again, I think that's a guy you're getting in the third round, right? So all of that. If you're getting that in the third round in this in this class, that <clears throat> is a bit thin. Um, I'll take that for sure. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready to count down? Let's do it. Um, top twenty safeties in this class, baby. I can't wait to hear who you have at twenty. <laughs> do you want to take a guess? Um, I think it'll be Brandon Joseph. It's DeMarco Hellams. Nice try, though. Good effort. <clears throat> um, the Brandon Joseph of the damn, South, as I like damn. to call him. Um, <laughs> Hellams from Alabama is my 20. Uh, at 19, I got Jordan Howden of Minnesota. like him. At 18, I like I got uh, Ronnie Hickman. By the way, these are all six, seventh-round grades. Uh, 18, I got Ronnie Hickman. Uh, 17, I got Anthony Johnson Jr. from uh, from Iowa State. Uh, late fifth, early sixth on him, and sixteen. I got the, I got the king of kings, Gervarius Owens. So we got mid fifth on him. Okay, for me at twenty, I have Memphis's Quindell Johnson, uh, nineteen Rutgers Christian Isian, eighteen Alabama's Demarco Helms, seventeen Florida's Trey Dean, sixteen Ohio State's Ronnie Hickman. Anyone you really want to talk about, or do you want to just do fifteen to? Okay. <laughs> um, what's your what's your what's your um your your how do you see Ronnie Hickman playing out in the pros? I think he should have gone back to school because there were some really bright moments on tape, and there were times this year I think a lot of people thought he would potentially be a top ten safety in this class, but the there was just some inconsistencies. Uh, I thought. Like a very willing, uh, kind of box type of safety playing in that overhang role, like pretty good take on skills, good eyes in zone, um, but kind of sometimes would be a step slow if he was in man coverage or like his hips are a little tight, too many false steps. But like to me, he's an interesting developmental guy on day three. Yeah, like I think like. You know, playing around the box, I think I think there's something that'll come from that. Um, 
and he's played you know in the box and deep um and yeah he's will, willing run supporter i do think like that um like you said kind of just like half a second slow seeing things so another year at ohio state probably would have done him wonders because you know there, there were big flashes um like get him in the six and try to develop him i, I think there's some, i think there's something there maybe Um, also, uh, Trey Dean's a guy I really like, uh, just as this like tight end stopper mm-hmm. type, he uses his length. Well, I know he ran that really slow 40 and that's going to take him off the board for some people, but I like, I thought he looked really good matching up with tight ends. I thought he showed really good instincts at times. Uh, he's a physical player. He's pretty fluid. He had a good week at the East West Shrine Bowl too. Um, I think like fifth sixth round he's really interesting and yeah. he's a former corner <laughs> yeah uh I, I think i got more in like into the seventh but yeah no I, I i don't disagree with a lot of what you said um helms is i feel like just a guy who's gonna play in the nfl for a really long time as like a third fourth safety yeah probably i mean like he's you know not a great athlete or anything but really solid tackler and yeah just probably just do the dirty stuff you ask him to do okay you want to do 15 to 11 yeah um 15 i got a uh, brandon hill of Pitt, uh who i have an early to mid fifth on him finish your drink it's a good player uh 14 is where i got lsu's jay ward early fifth on him 13 i got shamari connor from Tech. we talked about him i got an early fifth as well hard finish to split that guy uh, two, I got the second King of Kings, Daniel Scott from Cal, jumping up into the late fourth round grade. And uh, 11 for me is where I got Jamie Robinson from Florida State, uh, early fourth round grade. Ooh. Okay, we got we got a bit of overlap here. So, yeah, 15, I also have Pittsburgh's Brandon Hill. 14, I have your guy, Oklahoma State's Jason Taylor. 13, I have Virginia Tech's Shamari Connor. 12, I have Cal's Daniel Scott, just like you. And then 11, I have Boise State's J.L. Skinner. Ooh, okay. So you, you end up a lot lower on Skinner. Interesting. Um, Brandon Hill, if you want to talk about Brandon Hill, test, tested really well. Um, like, this is a fifth-round guy that can see can kind of, like, bring something, you know? Like, he, he, I think, like, the instincts are kind of lacking and uh, some very, very poor tackling. <laughs> but... There are some like some some ball skills that flash, but they're more cold than hot. But with that testing, I think it does pop. Like he plays pretty fast. He looks pretty good in his like his pedal. And um, when asked mm-hmm. to man up, like like pretty pretty good burst to match wide receivers out of the breaks, um, and like pretty good like like range to like silent silent range making tackles. I think I think he's one of those with, like fifth round guys that like if he comes in and becomes a starting safety, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I think he's a really interesting like fifth roundish developmental nickel. He just plays like with his hair on fire. He's like almost too chaotic, but mm-hmm. I think there's something there to develop. And uh, Daniel Scott, obviously something there to develop. I mean, before I realized he's an athletic monster, I, I loved him already. Um, you know, six one two eight, really well built, and a guy you know he's going to be twenty five mid season, but but tested very very strong. At the very worst, he's going to be a high, I think, a high-level special teams guy. He's got the experience and the makeup for it, um, and like you know, like he's he's got some versatility in the secondary. I think like he's, I don't know if he's mm-hmm. ever going to be a starter, 
but I think like the third safety that like you you'll you'll rely on, um, yeah, like you see that the fluid athleticism on the field though, honestly, and that helps him like finish tackles too, and um, yeah, I think just a solid player. Yeah, he's he's the type of guy who I think you can yeah, as your third safety and like your special teams captain, and, yeah, and he can he can almost be deployed as an extra linebacker in certain situations. I think he's going to be a very useful fourth-round player. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Um, anyone else in that group you want to get to now? or No, I think uh, probably we both have our the other people in our top ten. Okay. Um, you ready? T- ten to six? Hit me. Ten is where I have Christopher Smith from Georgia. Like that, like I said, borderline top 100, late third, early fourth. But in this class, that's a that's a top 100 grade. Uh, nine is where I got Marte Mapu, uh, the linebacker slash safety. I got a late third on him. Uh, eight, I got uh, Alabama's other safety, Jordan Battle, also a late third. Um, seven, you already mentioned him, my guy. I love Jason Taylor. I got a mid to late third on him. And uh, I Skinner sixth, uh, mid to late third. I, it's a very tight, tight separating my safety, like <laughs> to three to... To 11 it's not that far off same here my my guys you could stack my two to 11 in so many different mm-hmm. orders um I, I struggle with that um 10 for me is sacramento state's Marte mapu uh f- early fourth rank grade jeremy chin comparison nine is lsu's j ward third round grade with a cameron curl comp Eight is Illinois Sydney Brown third round grade with a Dante Hitner comp. I got the same Se- one. <laughs> nice. Seven is uh, Georgia's Christopher Smith third round grade in a Jordan Poyer comp, and then six is Alabama's Jordan Battle third round grade with a Taylor Rapp comp. Um, Marte Mapu, <laughs> where it's really interesting. He is a good football player. Uh, I think it's funny. So he's my 10th safety. He's your 9th safety. I think he would have actually been higher in the linebacker rankings for both of us. Probably. Yeah, he would have been. Um, and, like, I I don't he know. He would have been my linebacker 6. Yeah, that, that's, that's saying something. I think he would have. I mean, I could pull it up. But, yeah, he would have not been very far. He would have been right in that, into that third-round mix for me. Um, <clears throat> what do you think he ends up, like, truly doing in the NFL? I think his best spot would probably end up being as a athletic will linebacker type. Um, it depends. Like we could see him deployed similarly to Jeremy Chin in Carolina. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a good comparison, just in terms of what he'll be asked to do uh, and what he can do. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I think it depends team to team. By the way, it would have been my linebacker five. But yeah, I agree with you. Like obviously, like he has the size. He's well proportioned, super aggressive coming down and run support. Um, you know, smooth mover. Like when you asked to like just cover underneath in zone, he covers a lot of ground. He he definitely is like a very true tweener. Where I think he can play both both positions in the NFL and really probably best off um, playing a, a mix of both. And I think worst comes to worst, that's another guy that's going to offer like core special teamer potential, right? Like or maybe best comes to best. Um, now they got like no testing, which which kind of worries me. Like coming up from the FCS level, of course, but playing for a really good uh, Sacramento mm-hmm. State program. Um, 
I think like you know you, you ask him to man up against NFL slots. I think that's gonna be a struggle because he's. I don't think he is super fast or explosive, but more of a smooth mover. Um, and then like in, in you know as more into the linebacker projection, like his take on needs to improve. I think he's more of a th- like a shoulder thrower than anything, but like has some strength there, you know, because he is nearly two twenty. Yeah, he he brings it, but he doesn't always uh, finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he has really good, like shockingly good instincts as a run defender, or and really like playing against when he sees the screen, he hits it and he sees it fast and he plays yeah. it fast. Um, and and more fluid hips than you expect for a six three two hundred twenty pound overhang defender. Yeah, I agreed. Um, you want to talk about uh, Alabama's Jordan Battle? Yes, let's get into it. Uh, I think like like he, bat- he's oh. like unexciting. Exactly, I agree with you. <laughs> like he he's, he's well a good football player. He's I thought he had, I thought he had really good eyes in zone coverage and good instincts against the run. Um, pretty good feet, just like not a great athlete. Kind of stiff in the hips, like. But he's gonna be a, just a very solid, I think, starting two deep safety, like more of a in the strong safety role than the free safety role. But he, I, he's he's just a smart football player. It's just yeah, he's not very exciting. Yeah, I agree with you. Like he's really well built. Like you said, just plays the run really well. He reads it, stays ahead of the the, the line, takes really good angles to the ball carrier, and solid tackler. Um, another guy, special teams regular for Bama, so I think like that's going to be he. That's a guy that potential special teams captain level. Um, not so much the athleticism, but like clearly like the athleticism is average at best if it is that. Um, the one thing that worries me about him like just just having the floor is like tackling in space is a bit of a challenge at times with with the tight in the hips and the tight lower half. Um, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Boring but solid. <laughs> I think yeah. Jason Taylor's the last guy we got to talk about here. Yeah, I got a stump for my guy, Jason Taylor, okay? Jason Taylor, the real Jason Taylor, as I like to call him. Six foot two of four, Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think he's a top 100 guy in this in this class. He's a, he's a little bit older. He'll be 24 by the end of the season. But um, tested pretty well. The three cone, not great. But other than that, jumped jumped great. 43-inch vert. I think, like, just a strong build with good a good length to him. Um Another guy, core special teams experience, which I mean, in the fourth round, that that's a great get. But I think he's got some of the best, like like just good take on skills, like square tackler, face up, wrap, with solid force behind him. I, I love that and very confident coming down to fill the filling the lane, filling the hole um, against the run. I think that's really good. And then you see it's like pretty pretty solid range, solid instincts when he's when he's patrolling the back end there. And and pretty good like ball skills too like like I don't think he's gonna wow you with a change of direction or anything like that, and sometimes I worry because he's jumping into the wrong um wrong running lane and well, I think the whole Oklahoma State defense isn't good but like just we'll we'll kind of feel like maybe it's it's him <laughs> giving up the whole the the big runs like you see it against Bijan, um, and like you know he's not gonna offer man to man skills but um. I don't know. I and like funny enough, I think he's just he's he might be a little bit too patient as a tackler, but just a safe tackler. And I think like I, I'm obviously very high on him, but realistically, getting him in the, into early day three, fourth maybe fifth round, I think that's a guy that can come in and, and become a starting safety at some point. Like like what we talked about earlier, where he's like not this superstar in college, but just a damn good football player. 
Yeah, he's uh yeah, I think he'll he'll go somewhere in the fourth, fifth round and I I'm with you. Like he has the makeup of just with the athletic profile, um, the production, uh, and the instincts, I think he has the makeup of a guy who's ends up being a like a pretty solid average starting safety. Yeah, me too. Me too. And like I think that's you're happy if you gain that on day three. All right, let's get to the five to one. Five is where I got London, Ontario's very own Illinois, the toast of champagne, Sydney Brown, uh, mid third round grade. Like it's it's very very slim margins between these guys. Four, I have his uh, Big Ten Brown brother Jair, um, mid third round grade. They were they were hard for me to stack. I just went with a like we talked about earlier, where Sydney has more of the upside and Jair is kind of more of the um, the safer pick. So I went Jair Brown four. And then three, I have uh, Texas A&M's Antonio Johnson, early to mid-third, so slightly above them. Um, two, I got um, Cindy Brown's teammate, Quan Martin. I got an early third-round grade on him. And then an absolutely massive jump up to Alabama's Brian Branch, where I have a top 15 grade on him. So it's funny. We, we've had pretty different orders to this point, and then we get here, and our top four is the exact same um, after all of that. But, first of all, my fifth is Florida State's Jamie Robinson. That's my guy. Uh, third round grade with a Logan Ryan comp. Uh, four, Jair Brown of Penn State. Third round grade with a Vaughn Bell comp. Three, Texas A&M's Antonio Johnson. Third round grade with uh, a Rayshon Jenkins comp, I guess. I, he's a little hard to do it for. He is. Um, two, Illinois' Quan Martin. Third round grade with a Jimmy Ward comp. And then... Uh, one Alabama's Brian Branch first round grade with a Honey Badger comp. Uh, my Antonio Johnson comp was Thomas DeCoud. Hell, hell yeah, love that. <laughs> that's a that's a good like when you don't know how to comp a guy, but you think he's like pretty good. You just like, but like not amazing. You just throw that on. Exactly, perfect. He starts starts for a bus years. Okay, Jamie Robinson is clearly where we gotta talk here. Um, sell me, sell me on your guy. Uh, no, I don't feel like I have to watch the tape, bro. <laughs> that's a that's a good point. Go on. Uh, no. Um. Um. J- Jamie Robinson. I get like the holdup being the fact that he's five eleven, one ninety one. He didn't test all that well. That's the story of this class. Good mm-hmm. three cone though. Um. He's a, he's a true nickel at that size who has the ability to kind of flex back the 2D, play a little bit in the box when you want. I just love the intensity he plays with, the physicality, the aggressiveness. Uh, I, I think he has a fan, some of the best instincts and coverage in this class and against the run. Um, and I, I think he he's one of the best man cover safeties in this group while also offering the ability uh, to function in zone thanks to his eyes. Um, and something that I think makes up for the fact that he ran a four five nine forty is I think he's a fantastic feat. Like he's super light on his feet, rarely a false step. His clicking close is great. He's he he isn't like super rangy, but the role he was playing for Florida State, he it his footwork kind of made up for it. Like his hips are a little tight. But, I don't know, I just think he's going to be a really solid starting nickel. And I get that I have him as my fifth safety, but keep in mind, like, the 
difference between him and JL Skinner at 11 is minuscule. Like, all these guys, I like, you ask me tomorrow and I might stack these guys all differently. So it's not like I'm way higher on Jamie Robinson than you, I don't think. I think mm. it's that I just stacked it slightly differently, but kind of have all these guys within my top 120. And I was about to ask, like, like I have an early fourth on Jamie Robinson. It's just the way we stack them. I think... I think I'm like <laughs> where most positions but my eleven to, the, the split to, between to eleven and five is. would be huge, but here it's not. Yeah, to me it, it's funny that we still ended up with the same top four just because I like it's not like Quan Martin's the consensus safety two, and it's no. not like like I think Antonio Johnson's the consensus safety two. So I thought that was a little bit funny, but yeah, so we're on the same page in that safeties two through eleven ish are all pretty tight it's just kind of what flavor do you want some of these guys are more true nickels some of them are box safeties some of them are just true two deeps like do you value their testing more than you value their their tape do you how worried are you about their size like there's just they all have their different red flags but they all have something to really like about them yeah i totally agree and like my my safety to call martin i'm an early third my safety 11, Jamie Robinson, I'm an early fourth. And then th- that's where the drop happens, you know, more towards the fourth, fifth round, uh, the late fourth into the fifth round guys. And yeah, I think you can stack those um, 10 guys in many different ways. And I mean, if you don't have Brian Branch safety one, then I'll start questioning. <laughs> but if you stack those guys in whatever order you want, I'm like, yeah, you know, Jamie Robinson is a fantastic football player. You, you said a lot of things that he does very, very well. You love him. Like, you know, he plays his ass off. He throws his body around. He... He's super aggressive against the run. Um, you know, for a guy his size, he'll go through blocks. He'll go through blocks like better than a lot of guys in this class, even some of the bigger safeties. Um, it just fights as hell. It's just, yeah, he's got the smallest wingspan in the safety class. That kind of worries me. I think sometimes his take on skills are kind of underwhelming with his size. Um, and then, the, like you said, the hips will kind of show up too, the tightness there. Um, but yeah, no, damn good football player. It's just like, it's, it's not a big um, split between these guys at all. It's just... I think you can stack them. And I do have Jason Taylor up there where I know you have a difference there. But you can stack a lot of these guys um, well, very close. But I think it's funny. Yeah. We each have our, we both have our guys. <laughs> yeah. Your guys, Jason Taylor, and my guys, Jay Ward. Exactly. I love Jay Ward too, though. So don't get me wrong. But yeah, no, I totally, totally. And I really like Jason Taylor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like I, I, I don't think I'd feel comfortable taking any of these other non-Brian Branch safeties in the top 60, like, I, I that's a hard sell for me um, because I'd almost rather take Jay Ward in the fourth round than one of these other guys in the second round. You know what I mean? Like, I think some of these guys will, because there's so many of them kind of in the same range, they'll push the others down the board, and I'd rather just take whoever falls. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. For for you though, just the fact that we both landed on Quan Martin as our safety too, did that come down to just the explosiveness and the the kind of the versatility to play a, a little bit more consistently around the secondary than some of these other guys? Yeah, I think it was exactly that. I think I think exactly. I'm not that huge of Antonio Johnson fan. I know I had him from the highest floor, but that's kind of hard to to separate a lot of these guys. Um, but no, I think the, he, I thought he was a tougher guy to do. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly where. I know I talked to him earlier, but I'm not sure exactly where he lands. I think, I think like you know, he's not 22 yet. I think he's just gonna end up being a solid box type safety. 
it's just I think it, with him it's like I'd almost be scared if a team overdrafts him because they have a need at safety and they need just and, and they overdraft him and then they kind of like try to put him in a role that maybe doesn't totally fit his skill set because I do kind of think he has a specific skill set as a box safety. Yeah, I agree with you. I like even though I said he has the second highest floor. I think that's that means you know specifically for the role he should be playing. If like you said, if a team takes him fiftieth. Which the way people a lot of people feel about him, it seems not out of the realm of possibility. Um, uh, he he can be a huge bust. It, that <laughs> he he definitely can. Um, but yeah, I know. I think we feel the same on Quan Martin. It's just that the 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 explosiveness and the versatility makes him like the second guy I'd bet on in this group. Yeah, I feel like with him, it's he's harder to mess up than some of these other guys just because he can play these different roles. He has this athletic profile, and, and he's like he's pretty fluid for this kind of jacked-up safety. Yeah. Okay, I know this is going deeper, but did we did we talk Gervais Owens at all? I can't remember. No, we didn't. I had did... him as my safety 22. Shit. So I originally had him for my sleeper. I could have used him. I love Gervais Owens. I got a mid-fifth-round grade on him. You know, obviously a little bit of an older prospect, but tested tested great. Um, six seven five three cone. That's that's great. Um, like the straight line forty wasn't that good, but I, I think he's really interesting. There's a lot a lot of holes in his game. I don't want to spend too much time at the end of the podcast talking about him, but a lot of holes in his game. But I think there's something there to develop. I think there's a lot there to develop. Yeah, my my kind of my I have draftable up a six round grade on him, but. My my hold up with him came down to like he just lots of missed tackles, but oh, yeah. I do think you really do see that fluidity on tape. Yeah, no, I totally agree. He, he kind of like a, a funny mover, but like he's fluid. It's 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 he's kind of an interesting guy. Um, lots of missed tackles, <laughs> lots like way too many flybys, and like the take on abilities are, are quite a struggle. And then like you pair that with a guy like he kind of doesn't finish like like in terms of interceptions and stuff, but. Day three in this class, bring him in. He's a he's a developmental type of guy that can turn into something interesting. Hey, well, we did it. We got through every position group this year. Uh, we didn't make the specialist. I'm so sorry, AJ. Jake Moody's kicker one, and all the Big Ten punters are the top punters. So life's good there, isn't it? Hey, man. I mean, that's that's all that matters to me. Um. Our final, our final pre twenty twenty three NFL draft podcast will be our final mock, which uh, will come after I fly back to Canada. It'll I'll, I'll have hit five countries in like a three day period, land twenty four hours before the draft. We'll do the final mock, and then it's draft day. <laughs>